President, we're getting GDP numbers on Thursday. How worried should Americans be that we could be in a recession? We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we are, The employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. It's in the 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing. Uh, my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. And uh, so see, we'll see some coming down. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. Right. We're not going to see a recession, says a deep-throated Joe Biden, it's COVID. It gave him the sore throat. He's speaking a little bit lower. We're not going to see a recession. And also, we're not going to see Afghanistan fall to the Taliban in three days. Well, we're not, we're not going to see that. Nope, nope, we won't see that. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Anybody actually want to take bets on Joe Biden and these kinds of, of, of statements? Because historically... They don't work out well for Joe Biden. Tony Katz, guys, so good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. That's what you do uh, right there. Uh, Dr. Matt Will joins us right now, economist at the University of Indianapolis. You can find him on Twitter, Dr. Matt Will, W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will, on the Twitter box. And one of the things that we are seeing from the Democratic Party and from the administration is a changing of definitions on the idea of recession, recession is two negative uh, quarters of, of GDP. They put out a statement. They wrote a blog post. How do economists determine whether the economy is in a recession? And they write, what is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Instead, both official determinations of recessions and economist assessments of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on these data, it is unlikely that the, GD, that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. That certainly looks like they're trying to rewrite the definition to be able to say we're not having a recession. That's just a Republican talking point. Uh, Dr. Will, let's start with you. What's the definition of a recession, and is the White House trying to rewrite the definition? Tony, let me do something you're never supposed to do on the radio. I'm going to read from page 532 of a McGraw-Hill economics textbook used by every professor around. A recession is considered a decline in real output that persists for more than two consecutive quarters. That's it, Tony. That's the definition of a recession. All the other things the White House says is correct. There's a lot of things that goes into the state of the economy. But it's a lie to say that that's not the definition of a recession. It is. It's a simple definition. Tony, this is this. And then you made a point, though, but I have to correct you. It's not just the White House and the Democrats. It's the media. I'm looking on the Newsweek fact check this morning, and they concede that a recession is, quote, a decline across two consecutive quarters in GDP. And then they go on for five massive pages to explain while we may not be in a recession, even though technically we are. That it, it, that concept 
of being in a recession. You'll hear people often talk about, and they mention it in the White House blog post, the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research. This was Corinne Jean-Pierre answering a question for Caitlin Collins uh, over there. Oh, sorry about that. Over there at, um, at CNN. Answering the, the question about, do you believe we're in a recession and are you changing the definition? Again, we don't, we don't def- I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER, as, as we have stated, of how they define uh, recension, okay, recession. So declare one until they have declared one. I'm just saying? saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the Nas- National Bureau of Economic Research, have, have used. We've mentioned that a few times. Very few people have heard of the NBER. This is not an official group. It's a group of elitist economists who take a look at, at trends and, and come up with conclusions very often far later than the rest of America is dealing with the reality. So is this more talking point from, from the White House or should the NBER be looked to to be able to make that official declaration? Well, first of all, the NBER, can, which is a well-known organization, and it's te- definitely politically biased, Tony, but it is, it is a known and well-established organization. But they don't have the ability to change a definition in a textbook that we've been using for 100 years. That, that's, they, they can't do that. But let's take what they said is correct, Tony. It's like, kind of like the, you know, the, the, you know, the Supreme Court hearings when we said, well, I'm not a biologist. I can't answer that question. Well, I guess what she said to us just then, Tony, was she's not an economist, so she can't answer that question. I'll answer it then. Forget about the two quarters, Tony. We're in a recession. Because if you go by the White House definition, oh, it's not just two quarters. That's not the definition. Well, what about the PMI index, the flash report that came out last week, Tony? It said from the Fed, the Federal Reserve in Philadelphia said the production in our country has contracted last, last month. Well, that's the recession. Recession is decline. Decline is a contraction of the manufacturing. Look at the, look at the earnings today, Tony. We have Shopify laying off 10% of their employees. We have GM's profits down 40%. We have stock slipping. We have earnings dropping across the board. Okay, so what is their definition of a recession? I'm curious to hear what theirs is. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. Now, let's discuss the kind of economist you are just for a moment. Words have meaning, and there are different types of economists. There's theoretical economists. There's financial economists. You're a financial uh, uh, economist, which I would argue is real-world uh, economist. Uh, uh, a theoretical economist, uh, those are the people dealing with uh, abstract theory here, as I often talk about, the people in the faculty lounge who have never once signed the front of a paycheck, who've never been involved in the real-life things. The argument that I make, I made it on my video uh, yesterday, which everyone can find over at rumble.com, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. You don't need the NBER or the White House to tell you that things are bad. You're, you know it. You are aware of it because you're the one dealing with it. And, and specifically, the idea of inflation and higher prices. It's Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, who said that people's personal balance sheets, household balance sheets, are good. But everything that you and I discuss, sir, says just the opposite. Tony, she's manipulating, like you said, armchair, faculty lounge, theoretical Keynesian economics. Because if the government gives you more money, the economy grew. 
That's false, Tony, because you and I both know that productivity, by her data, was at a record decline in the first quarter, down 7%. I know for a fact that manufacturing in the country contracted last month. It's a fact. We can see that it's down 3% last month. We can see that J.P. Morgan and General Motors and Shopify, we can see that their profits are down. This is what we financial economists do. Alan Greenspan was a financial economist. He was probably one of the best Fed chairmen we've had in a long time. He made a little mistake at the end. Ben Bernanke, he was a guy who worked at Princeton. His entire life was spent studying the causes of the Great Depression from the, from the confines of his academic office. That's his entire career. That's a theoretical economist. They don't know what they're talking about. Yellen is a theoretical economist. She said it was transitory. PPI, producer price index, is through the roof. We in the real world see this, Tony. The White House doesn't because they're flying around the world in private jets, so they really don't understand what's happening at the pump. But let me take some, some umbrage with that for a second. The idea that they don't understand it or the idea they don't want to take blame for it. That's the, the, the conversation. I argue it's they don't want to take blame for it because there is an ideology that moves their policy. So the question is, what policies are leading us here? We keep hearing about how the American Rescue Plan, the $1.9 trillion, look at the good work that it's doing and look at how people are utilizing it. Look how great it is. But that's certainly part of the spending and the cash in the system that has led to inflationary pressure, too much cash, not enough stuff, supply chain compounding that. Are they right to say that the American Rescue Plan, which is putting money into infrastructure and a series of things, has a value as an investment moving forward? No, Tony. In fact, I will give you a specific example from a CEO of a civil engineering company who gets that money in his pocket. He said it was the worst thing that ever happened to his industry because he had to divert resources away from private industry production, private contracts to grow the private economy so that he could get a government contract so that he wouldn't lose future government contracts. He had to stop doing things that grew the economy and take business from the government. Tony, that contracts the economy. The government doesn't grow the economy. Private industry grows. Look at any communist or socialist country in history. And for them to say that this new spent boondoggle was helpful to the economy is a false statement from people who are doing it right now on the ground. It is not. And But Tony, can I take umbrage with something you said? You can. You said that what is their policy objective? They don't have a policy objective. It's about control. It's all about political control. These are people whose fingers are in the wind, depending on what time of year it is with their opinions. They want control, just like you posted the thing with the Australian prime minister. They want control. They don't want you to read outside sources or listen to any facts or read a textbook. They want to rewrite the textbooks, rewrite the definitions. They just want to control your life, Tony. They're against capitalism. They're against free markets. And that was the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, and in a video where she says, we should be your only trusted source on COVID. We have the truth. We will tell you what is up. You shouldn't listen to other people. As a matter of fact, you should avoid uh, those, those other people as often as you can. 
can. But when I talk about policy, when I talk about uh, a, a desire and an ideology, right, I, I don't argue the control part, but it's control based on on an ideology. This was Brian Deese. Uh, he is heads up the, the economic uh, team for Joe Biden. And this was his commentary on MSNBC the other day. We are seeing a slowing. Uh, that is not only expected, but necessary as we operate through this transition. So that's where our, our focus is in terms of diagnosing the economy. Speaking as an economist, the term, the slowing is not only expected, but necessary for this transition. What transition is he referring to? Tony, he's referring to the transition of control. But what he's trying to spin is that the transition of to a different economy, to a sustainable economy, to an anti-fossil fuel economy, to a more government centralized control economy, to less trade and more nationalistic economy. That's what he's referring to. But he's wrong. To do those things, yes, you have to shrink the economy because socialism shrinks the economy. Socialism destroys the economy. We know that. But the economy can transition on its own. Look at Tesla. Tesla gets government subsidies, but they don't need it. They're a profitable company doing things, that producing a product with a year and a half backlog. That's called the transition, Tony. It has to be done by capitalists, not by the government. Before I let you go, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of, of Indianapolis, um, we have not seen this administration slow down on the idea of spending, although they have been slowed down on spending if you are advising people who see that there is this word manipulation there is this uh definition manipulation there is this purposeful willingness to gaslight uh, uh, americans and try and throw blame elsewhere when it is their policies that that lead uh, uh to this right leading down this road where we're at you have said to me before and we talked about this maybe going on a year ago now sir uh now's the time to buy things because your money will be worth less as you go forward buy things the thing still has a value is that still the mantra or is the mantra now save all the cash you can and hunker down because it's going to be a rough couple years no, I, I don't change my opinion, Tony, because if you save cash, it loses money. You just get less money because of inflation. So bury in your backyard a dollar, you pick it up a year from now, it's only worth 90 cents. So no, assets are good to have. That's why there's such a high demand for certain assets. And the price has been going up in part because we have demand. Unfortunately, we don't have enough demand. I mean, we don't have enough stuff, I should say. So, no, I would still have the stuff. I think long-term, those are still good investments. Anything asset that's going to go up in value is worth it. I mean, if you could buy a used car, Tony, if you could get a car instead of waiting a year, if you could get a car and buy it, you might get a better um, price for it in three months on the used car market. Who knows? Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis, Dr. Matt Will, Dr. Matt Will on the Twitter box. You can follow him there. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. We've got more to get to, guys. I'm Tony Katz.